When you were going to Trinity, I bet you spent a little time on the Riverwalk, or maybe ventured out to Bombay Bicycle Club, or even to Floor's Country Store in Halotus. But chances are, you stayed in the university bubble. And guess what? There's so much more to experience in San Antonio. We're going to learn about that today. I'm Nathan Cohn, class of 1995, and this is the Trinity University Learning Together podcast series. Each month, this podcast features faculty, alumni, and other distinguished guests who've established themselves as experts in their fields. It's all part of the university's lifelong learning initiative designed especially for alumni. Today, you'll hear a conversation with Denise Richter, class of 83, author of 100 Things to Do in San Antonio Before You Die. She'll be talking to my friend Mary Jaffet, class of 84, who's currently entrepreneur-in-residence for Trinity University's Entrepreneurship Program. And if we want to decorate our homes almost as pretty as it is down on the Riverwalk, San Antonio's got some great places, but you have a favorite. I really never leave empty-handed when I go into Alamo Fiesta. And while Richter's book talks about 100 things to do, for the purpose of this talk, they decided to focus on the holiday themes in the book. So you're going to hear about soaking up the holiday lights on the Riverwalk, shopping for nativities at Fiesta on Main, eating your weight in tamales, experiencing the serenata for Our Lady of Guadalupe at San Fernando Cathedral, and the city's annual New Year's Eve party Celebrate SA at Hemisphere. Well, welcome. I'm so excited to get to talk to my sorority sister, Denise Marcus Richter. Denise, welcome. Great to see you, Mary, as always. <laughs> I know. We, we could just go on and on and, and talk about anything under the clear blue sky, but today we're going to be talking about this wonderful book that you've written and now have a second edition of, 100 Things to Do in San Antonio Before You Die. So what took the girl from Liberty, Texas to Trinity to write this book? Well, when I moved here in 1979, which has now been a, a while, I won't say how many years, <laughs> um, I really, truly fell in love with San Antonio. And I am a professor at Palo Alto College on San Antonio's South Side. And I've taken several groups of students abroad, Spain, France, Mexico. And as part of their assignment, they had to write blog posts. And I set the stage. I thought, well, if I'm going to make them do it, I need to do it as well. And I got really good feedback from, from friends and family and just people on campus who said, thanks so much for bringing us along. I love, you know, I felt like I was with you. And so I realized that I had been teaching writing for a while and I really missed writing. And um, I decided in 2010 to start a blog on San Antonio. I thought, yeah, I've done all this blogging for Spain and for France and for Mexico. It's time to do something to really show off San Antonio. And also in the back of my head, I thought when I retire from teaching, I'd like to do travel writing and it'd be good for an editor to see what I can do. So that was, an, and it's also good for my students to see me out reporting and writing right. and taking pictures. And so I, I did that. I started the blog in 2010. And in 2015, I got a call from this publisher out of St. Louis, Missouri, who said, hey, we have this bucket list series. We've done Miami. We've done Chicago. We've done Dallas. But we really want a book on San Antonio. It seems like you'd be the perfect person to write it. I'm like, OK. <laughs> That's great. They found you. That's right. Wonderful. The, the wonders of the Internet. You right. know, so I've been using WordPress and just kind of putting stuff out there just because I really do love San Antonio and like to share what I've learned. And I like quirky off the beaten track things, too. So my blog's tagline is for those for people who want to get beyond the Alamo and the Riverwalk, though. I love those two places. It really, you know, San Antonio is so much right. more than that. So I put the book together and um, 
have been, you know, was happy with it. So when the publisher asked me to do the second edition, I, I, I had qualms because I thought, well, I really liked the first edition. You know, I didn't want to change it. He said, well, you don't have to have everything new, but 10 percent, um, 10 of the 100 things need to be new. And frankly, things had changed enough over the past three years that I needed to update it. For instance, the wonderful toilet seat art museum closed down. Yeah. The mall house closed down. So there are things that I really needed to replace with newer things. And I've also become a member of the San Antonio Professional Tour Guide Association. And so I checked with them and said, okay, you've seen my first book. What's not in my first book that needs to be in the second book? And I got some really good feedback from them. So I now have painted churches of downtown San Antonio that are just gorgeous. If you haven't been into St. Joseph, St. Mary's, and the new one to me was Immaculate Heart of Mary, which is just stunning. It's over off of I-35, about two blocks south of Market Square. Okay, yeah. Worth walking into. It's just really beautiful. So, you know, it it was really fun to kind of go back and look at the book again and 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 tweak it. And I've already, already you know, that it was published this spring. And a couple of things have already closed since since the spring. So I, I guess the third, third edition is going to be in the works well, before too long. <laughs> it, it sounds like you'll never actually be done with this, which is okay. So yeah. you and I are both journalism majors Correct. here at Trinity. Yeah. And I was in the broadcast uh, realm and you were in, in print, print, right? Print and broadcast. And broadcasting, actually, yeah. believe it or not, I was a broadcast news major at Trinity. But I did I took all of Sammy's print classes as That's well. That's right. Okay, so we have to give a shout out to yes. our favorite professor. Right. Sammy Johnson. Doc, yep, Sammy Johnson. <laughs> Sammy, if you're listening, and I know you are, and critiquing us, <laughs> you can't give us your red pen from here. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, thank God for Sammy. She yeah. really, I always joke with her and tell her that she taught me everything I know. So yeah. what a great professor and how fortunate we were to have had her and even over time it's wonderful to see what a great friend she's become to both of us right you know it's always amazing when your professors become your friends so it's really terrific okay well let's kind of dive into our topic at hand today that we're gleaning from your book and that's looking at the holiday season in san antonio because there's some really i mean this is the most spectacular city to be in during the holidays it's my favorite time of the year literally i mean Mm -hmm. the most wonderful time of the year but you really, this is the time that I do love going down to the river walk because you cannot beat the twinkle lights. It's just magical. And even the grinchiest of Grinches is going to be in a good mood, just strolling along the river walk, maybe having dinner while you're down there and just soaking it all up. I even think it's a good time to take a, a boat ride and just, mm-hmm. you know, sit and just enjoy the sounds and the sights. They even have uh, singers, carolers. I know that my daughter's Girl Scout troop when she was little. We would get on a boat and go sing. And that's, it's just, it really is a magical time of year. I think anybody from San Antonio has had visitors come. And and it's one of the things that we as a family do, whether we have visitors or not, we'll just, you know, get the grandmothers and go downtown and get on our pretty new barges that are on the Riverwalk and just take in the festivities. You you cannot be a Grinch after experiencing that. It's gorgeous. It really is. And the lights will be up until January the 13th. So, you know, you don't have to go right after Thanksgiving. That's, you know, but sometime in December, be sure you get down there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if we want to decorate our homes almost as pretty as it is down <laughs> on the Riverwalk, San Antonio's got some great places, but you have a favorite. I really never leave empty-handed when I go into Alamo Fiesta. And so it's got two locations. There's one on um, Ashby Mm -hmm. at Maine, Maine, close to Sac. And then there's another one now on Rector across from North Shore Mall. But 
this is not for minimalists. You really, when you go in, anything under the sun from Mexico, and also she's really got a nice collection from Central America is, is there. The thing that I love to collect, I've got a tiny a collection of tiny nativities. Uh-huh. And one year I found a nativity that is made in, the, in a half of a walnut, a walnut shell. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's tiny. And so every year I go and they have, she has beautiful things, even from South America, I guess, Peru. I got a pretty one last year from Peru. So every year I like to go and see what new tiny nativities has she collected and to add to my collection. Well, I always think, and I always do go there during Fiesta, of course, you know, and stock up and, you know, replenish my supply and my house can be really gaudy, you know, but it's (laughs) it's it's very festive. (laughs) But it's a great idea to think about going there for Christmas. Christmas. The other thing I love are the punch tin ornaments Mm -hmm. and you can buy like, you know, they're really inexpensive. So I even like getting those and putting them on Christmas packages, kind of as, you know, time on with a ribbon so that people can have that ornament, but then it also makes the package look really pretty. And some of them, I don't know if they have them there, but I have seen those punch tin ornaments of our missions. Exactly. And they're beautiful. Right. And they, in fact, I was at a wedding one time and they gave those as as, uh, as favors for nice. the guests. And it, right. was a, it was a December wedding. It was right. beautiful, just beautiful. Well, one of my former students, uh, he and his partner were married last year and I, I gave them both grooms to put on their tree. So their first Christmas, they had groom ornaments to put on their tree. And I just think, it, you know, it's a San Antonio special thing to have. And it's a nice tradition, right? It is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so it, we're all decorated. We've got, we're in the festive spirit. Now you have to have good food for your table, right? Yeah. Of course you have to have tamales because Christmas is all about tamales and mm-hmm. the diet just has to go out the window. Right. <laughs> but It's uh, not the time of year. <laughs> no, just, you know, that's what Zumba was created for. But my favorite place to get tamales in town is Adelitas, and that's on Fresno, 1130 Fresno off of Interstate 10. And I love Adelitas because they actually grind, they make their own masa. And so they get the corn and they do the whole process and you really can taste a difference. They're open, um, they're only, they're closed on Mondays, but they're open every other day of the week. Early, they close about two o'clock, I think, during the weekday, but get there and, and get your tamales. And they also have wonderful buñuelos as oh, well, yes. the cinnamon sugar uh-huh. cookies that are delicious, perfect for the holidays. That Messy, a, they just oh, yeah. flake all over the place, but oof, it's so delicious. It. And then yeah. that with a little cup of Mexican hot chocolate and you are living. So <laughs> I just think that the, the tamales are great. Hello, this is Danny Anderson, President of Trinity University. Thank you for listening to the Learning Together podcast series, brought to you by Trinity's Office of Alumni Relations and Development, and produced here on campus by our friends at KRTU 91.7 FM. We're so glad you tuned in today, and we appreciate your continued support of lifelong learning at Trinity University. Welcome back to the Learning Together podcast from Trinity University. I'm Nathan Cohn. Let's return to the conversation with Dr. Denise Richter and Mary Jaffet. Another place that I've been introduced to recently, thanks to one of my students, is Teyes, which is a, um, they also have Barbacoa, but they're on General McMullen, close to the old Kelly Air Force Base, which Mm -hmm. is now called Port San Antonio and Highway 90, so 1737 South General McMullen. Teus. And again, they, they're open early and close early. So you can get to them weekdays at five o'clock in the morning and go pick up some tamales, but they're delicious. And my husband, who is 
is a really good cook, so he's hard to please. He, I brought some home recently, and he he really liked them. So okay. they get my the Blair approval. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And then also, I have to throw in HEB. HEB makes a darn good tamale. So you know, for if you're on the fly and you don't you can't get to Teas or get to Adelitas while they're open, you can always go to HEB. And what's your favorite flavor? Do you like the pork? Do I like, like them all. Yeah. Not too <laughs> picky, do, huh? No, I'll eat them all. I, I do like the pork tamales. They're hard to beat. But I do like also the frijole. And um, Alitas has a really good frijol that uh-huh. is a little spicy. It's got some jalapeno in it, but it's very good. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm hungry. I know. This, <laughs> I'm, I'm yum. Oh, my goodness. There is a, a, a wonderful event called a serenata is that right, right? that's correct and yeah tell me about that well the feast day of our lady of guadalupe is december the 12th and for people who are familiar with this story um the blessed mother appeared to juan diego in mexico city in fact you can go and see the site where she appeared and also see the tilma the sh- the her images on this uh cloak that she wore and so it's celebrated every year just kind of that the miracle of of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and for many years the Serenata was at San Fernando Cathedral, but now it's moved to the Basilica of the Little Flower. And if you haven't been to the Basilica, a lot of people haven't because it's not again it's not right downtown like San Fernando is, but it's off Interstate Ten on Zarzamora, uh, Calabra, on Zar- right? yeah, on Calabra at Zarzamora. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's another just beautiful place, and it's the only basilica in this region. It's one of the few in the country. It's truly beautiful. Yeah, it, it really is. And they do a beautiful, like, serenade. That's what serenata means mm-hmm. for the Blessed Mother. And it's on December the 11th this year, starting at 530. Um, it goes till midnight. It will be broadcast on Telemundo from 10 to 11. The mass is at 830, and they haven't announced the talent yet, but they always have big, big, voices big talent because this telemundo it's it's actually broadcast all over the spanish-speaking world now is it a is it a catholic mass or is it a it's kind of a combination catholic mass then a concert and then they also have the matachines dancers which are the aztec uh indian right right and and also a really cool cultural thing that's centuries-old tradition so Again, San Antonio, we're so fortunate to have the diversity that we have and, and the cultura. So it's just great for us to get out and experience that. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I've never done that. I've heard of it in the past. Yeah. Now, I, I definitely want to make an effort to go. to go this year. I know it will be spectacular. It's something, you know, only in San Antonio, right? Exactly. And then there's some other ideas that you have for continuing the holiday season yeah, I don't on know. through. You know, it's always a little depressing because it is such a beautiful time of the year. But luckily, we do have a really nice New Year's Eve celebration at Hemisphere Park. And if you haven't been down to Hemisphere Park in a while, it's really up and coming. Their goal is to make it one of the top urban parks in America, much like Central Park or uh, the Golden Gate Bridge mm-hmm. Park in, in San Francisco. So um, it's worth going just to see the park, but they're going to have fireworks and music hasn't been announced yet who the bands are going to be, but it's kind of a carnival-like atmosphere and just a, a good way to kick off and say goodbye to the old year and hello to the new. And it's very family-friendly. It is, and it's free. Yes. You know, it doesn't cost anything to get in, and you got to kind of 
sometimes it's very cold, so you have to make sure you're dressed warm. But it's just a nice way to kick off the new year. Right. And I know that last year it was a big part of the tricentennial celebration. Exactly. Yeah. And this year it's back under the auspices of the San Antonio Parks Our, Foundation. Exactly. Right? Yes. And while you're down there, if you haven't had your picture taken yet at the Alas, which are the wings, which was a gift of the Mexican um, city of Mexico City, actually gave it to the city of San Antonio for our 300th birthday. It's this really cool sculpture so that when you stand in front of it, it looks like you have angel wings. It's really close to the base of the Tower of the Americas. So make sure you make your way over there and get your, take your picture with the Alas, the wings. Oh, that sounds great. Okay. Well, you know, I love exploring my, it's not my hometown, but I got here as quickly as I could. Exactly. And it's so much fun to play tour guide for friends and family. When I was living in Los Angeles, I expected everybody from San Antonio was going to want to come see me in L.A. Right. In fact, that was not the case. Mm-hmm. It was when I moved back, everybody from L.A. wanted to come <laughs> to San Antonio. Yeah. So I, I'm always happy to to show folks around. But I am going to use your wonderful book as a tour guide. It, Yeah, exactly. I really encourage people to use it at like a passport to fun. So if you have no idea, like, what are we going to do this weekend? We tend to get stuck in a rut, right? So if you just flip open the book and whatever the page lands on, go do it. You know, like right now, um, get get in touch with your spiritual side. Like if you've... I just flipped open to that page. (laughs) If you've never been to a Quaker... meeting place go to one you know, just try it out or here's another i'm flipping over go tr- see the hay street bridge if you've never been there it's got a beautiful view of downtown san antonio and they have a, a brewery next door you can stop in and have a beer so if you just use the book as a way to get out of your rut i think it's fun and then i also encourage people to date the day they did whatever it is that they flipped to who they were with and then a favorite memory so after years, you know, you'll be able to say, oh, I remember when we went and saw a show at the Tobin Center. And I remember when we, you know, it just it's it's a lot of fun to have those experiences and, and share them with people you love. It's a wonderful book. And exactly. I, I'm going to use it like that, that. It's so much fun. What are some of the new things that you're excited about in San Antonio about well, adding to your second edition? Yeah, I like I say, it was it was um it worried me, and then I realized, no, I'm, I'm good. One of the things <laughs> that the uh, Professional Tour Guide Association recommended was the painted churches, so that's new, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy to know about Immaculate Heart of Mary. I also th- asked, um, they said, why don't you have Barbacoa and Big Red in your book? And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you know, so that, that set me off on, on researching all the good Barbacoa places in town. So that's a good addition. The Tricentennial Art is another good addition. In fact, one of our classmates, Anson Seal, mm-hmm. he did this incredible working clock that's in this historic home. On the grounds at, of the Alamo right, Dome. Right, in the kind of in the shadow of the Alamo Dome, this historic home. And, and it kind of speaks to, you know, time, the passage of time, but also into the future. And I think it's just beautifully done. So yay, Anson. Um I like I already told you about the Alas, but there there's the street art underneath I thirty five when my mother came into town. I picked her up. She took the mega bus in from Houston, which is great, by the way. Um, and I took her to Confluence Park, which is gorgeous. If you haven't been there, that's where San Pedro Creek mm-hmm. and the San Antonio River converge. Incredible architecture. It's fantastic. Yeah, Lake Flato designed it and it's all very eco friendly and just a, a an environmental place. 
for children and not just children, but really all ages to go and learn how to be better stewards of the environment. So um, there's so many, there's so many wonderful things that I mean, San Antonio is built on its beautiful history, but, but we're an evolving city. We're growing so fast. We're going to be, what do we say? Doubled in size. They say 1 million people, new people are going to move here by 2050. It'd be right. like Austin, the entire population of Austin moving down I-35. So, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a topic for another podcast, but yeah. I obviously it will continue to evolve, continue to change. So you'll right. probably have addition after addition you can right. write with your hundred things to do in San Antonio before you die. How do we get this book? It's at Barnes and Noble here locally and the twig. You can also purchase it on Amazon. So, um, it makes a great gift, I have to say, if you're looking for a holiday gift to treat somebody. I've also had people tell me they buy an extra one to put in their guest room so that when they do have people come into town, they can have them flip through the book and decide what they want to do. I also feel like I did a very good job on the index. I made sure that I gave you like north, south, east, and west, or, and also different things to do during different times of year, so spring, summer, fall, and winter I even gave you give you a, a three day itinerary so that if you do have people come in for a long weekend, what do you do with them? So you know, take a look at the back of the book. Top ten free things to do in San Antonio, like Puerto San Antonio, um, the Minger Bar, the Esquire Tavern. You have to put those on your list. So it's it's a fun book. I think even my husband, who's a native of San Antonio, he was born and raised here, and his family goes back to the eighteen hundreds. He, he's enjoyed the book and was like, I didn't know we had that. Well, he's gotten to <laughs> trail along with you on all of right, these adventures, right. which is exciting. And thank you so much for kind of giving us a, a really good idea of how to spend our holiday season in well, San Antonio. Thank you so much for having me on. Great to see you as usual. Always. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Learning Together podcast. I'm Nathan Cohn. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Trinity University's KRTU radio station for the Office of Alumni Relations and Development. New podcasts will be released on the last Friday of each month. For more information about our Learning Together podcast series or to suggest a topic for a future episode, please email us at alumnipodcast at trinity.edu.